get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Salute on, it's just me, Tyson Saner, your host for this episode of Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast that numbers 271. This show is now in its 10th year. Did you know that? Have you been here before? If not, welcome. If so, welcome back. If you're looking for a soundcast that tells you about other people's soundcasts on a regular basis, then you've come to the right place. It's what we do here at Suckatash for 10 years now. Yes, I know I already said that. It's still sinking in for me. Those of you who listened to last week's episode will already know that it was hosted by this soundcast's creator and executive producer, Mark Hershon. Number 270 it was, and there was some top-notch content from the soundcast known as The Ajuma Show, Ghetto Boys Reloaded, and Household Faces. There was also a funny musical clip apparently found by Patton Oswalt by a singer-musician by the name of Nick Lutzko. It was a folk song comprised of the bizarre rantings of someone called Alex Jones. This wasn't samples that were auto-tuned, by the way. This was someone singing while guitar was also playing. I understand that that is a clunky way to put that. I also understand that 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 is a strange-sounding way to say anything. I usually turn the first that into a that, so it sounds like that that when I use my outside voice. Anyway, episode 270 also contained a clip of the late, great Norm MacDonald from an episode of Norm MacDonald Live, a podcast that he had hosted with Adam Egott, from 2013 to about 2017. The show has three seasons of interviews and is back on YouTube after having been made unavailable in 2018 for some time. The clip had previously been featured on Succotash number 89 and was part of an interview that Mr. McDonald had conducted with the wonderful Carl Reiner. Rest in peace, both of them. This week, I've got clips from the Soundcast's Dad Pants, Shank, and the Endless Honeymoon podcast. I've also got a classic Henderson's Pants ad for you. I do hope you enjoy what I've selected. First soundcast up tonight was submitted to me by Stuart Buckland, who you may know from The Angry Chimp. He sent me a show called Dad Pants, and he sent me a great selection of clips uh, with an annotated list, or outline rather, of what the clips were to expect. So let me go through the parts that are pertinent for what we're doing here tonight. Now, let me read you part of the letter. It says, Hi, Tyson. Thanks for letting me send you some clips for dad pants. Of course, of course. There are five there. Oh, so hopefully something you find suitable for the show. Yes, yes. And here's a little blurb for the show and a listing for the clips. Okay, so the show description, basically. It says, It took Stu's friend Monty having a baby and asking the odd random question to make him realize that he didn't really talk to anyone about his parenting. Simultaneously, Monty found himself anxious about his impending fatherhood and wasn't sure how to start conversations about how he was feeling. (laughs) Yep, 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 I I hear that. The Dad Pants podcast was born, get it, because when a microphone is in front of your face, you have to talk. 
The premise is that Monty asks Stu and a panel of other dads questions about what he is about to go through. Essentially, it breaks down the uncomfortable barrier guys have about talking because you ostensibly are doing it for listeners, not just yourself, which makes it seem more viable. Uh, And then in parentheses it says, I'm not in a room just talking to dads about their feelings, I'm making a podcast. It's important. Close parentheses. It also forces us into talking regularly, parentheses, so we can keep a consistent release schedule, close parentheses. It feels harder to break plans to record a podcast than if it were simply a catch-up chat. And then in parentheses it says, bizarrely, close parentheses. I hear that too. Now that we are talking more about our parenting, the aim is to get other dads talking about their parenting as well, whether it be through using the podcast as a conversation starter to engaging with us through social media extensions. Dad Pants is only a few months old, but we are starting to weed a few dads out to engage with us. We will not rest until many dads are flapping their gums about their dadding. <laughs> I always like the word dadding. It kind of sounds like its own sound effect, like dadding. It's like slot machine or something. Or pinball. Ooh, pinball. Anyway, uh, so I've got a very detailed track listing, but I'm going to go right to the one that I chose for the uh, this episode. It's from a section called uh, Prepping for Hospital. And its little description says, What should Monty pack for the hospital stay? The dad experts fill him in as well as warn him about complacency. Cool, cool. Okay, so Monty is really close to D-Day. Prepping for hospital. Any advice to give about when the time comes to go into hospital, what you pack, what you should do, that sort of thing? Yeah, can I add a little bit of part of the question on? Um, I am I'm r- like currently packing my hospital bag. Any tips? Don't pack headphones. What do you need to take? You, you can just... What do you mean don't pack headphones? And what do you mean what do I need to take? I, the internet has led me to believe a lot <laughs> of things. What do you what do you what do you I've... need for you, I guess is the question. Is there anything for you? Okay. A pair of pants, I suppose. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> Can I offer a piece of advice that's what may sound silly? That's why we're here. Is rooted in in uh, legitimacy. Oh, yeah. uh, go out and buy yourself a three meter charging cable. Oh, that's good meter? advice. That's right. why we did this podcast. That yeah. kind of advice. Explain. I, I'm baffled by the three meter. Because what if you? Yep. What if the they've got stupid uh, power plug placement? In the room. Exactly. Fair. Yeah, okay. The last thing you want to be doing is sitting in the, you know, reasonably comfortable chair next to your wife Mm. and then having to lean back and over your shoulder because your phone's still on charge, but you want to be looking at the weather app or (laughs) ordering some food for new parents. Or checking how your solar panels are doing. But also, exactly. but also, I mean, it, 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 that may sound a little selfish, but if your wife goes through labour and delivers a baby and then eventually says, can you take a photo of me? And you're like, oh, my phone doesn't have charge, does yours? Is your, where's your phone? Like, no. I was, t- I was too busy ordering pity chicken, so now my phone has no battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to get it exactly right. Um, good point. I like that a lot. That's actually really good advice. A long charging cable so that it is of yeah. no consequence where the power plug is. That's great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Correct. Can I just suggest that you don't get complacent? Um, I'm there already. Most... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of got a bit, got a bit, got a bit blasé with the second one because um, you know the first one, you know, old hand at this, been through, been there, done that. Got the Once. got the ticket punched, so I knew what I was on about. Yeah. So, wife woke up at four and was like, "Oh, I think it's I think it's time." I'm like, oh, "Okay, fair enough." So, called the in-laws to come and look after my daughter, and 
I then proceeded to spend the next approximately 40 minutes constructing my lunch and breakfast for the rest of the day, considering that, oh, you know, I've got a good, I've got a good five hour stint ahead of me. I'm going to want a couple of sandwiches and put together a nice, cut up some fruit and seriously, and have never, never heard the end of it because we arrived and my wife actually gave birth in the examin- examination wow. room. And she was like, because you spent an hour getting your lunch ready before you actually took me to the hospital. Yeah. So I missed out on the birthing suite because you were more interested in your making sure that you were going to be well fed. Yeah, because hospital food sucks, and there's not there was nothing near the hospital I'm at. So so no, so you turned up no and went, hang on, I've got this all planned out, and started cramming a sandwich into your hand. Yeah, just- yeah. Well, that's it. I thought, as I said, I thought I had a good five hour window of of food munching, and you know, I had my game set up, I had everything ready to go, I had, my, I had books, I had I had, I had basically my next five hours planned out. And I went down to move the car from the like emergency bay into a like a, a more secure yeah. car park. And by the time I got back, the midwife had said, "Ah, oh, so you're having a baby?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's why we're here." <laughs> and she was like, "No, no, no, you're having the baby." And like it was, he was halfway out when I walked it back <laughs> in the room like ten minutes later. Wow. Far well, if there's something a dad hates, it's a my... plan changing. <laughs> yeah. That's very no, that's true. That's exactly yeah. right. Oh. And my brother was the same. He actually gave her his wife gave birth in the in between the two sliding doors of John Hunter Jeez. Hospital wow. in Newcastle. So she she didn't make it even into the hospital. I'm, I at least made it to the examination mm. room. But, yeah, don't get complacent. Is um, that what that movie was about? And Sliding doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so you can find the show on Twitter at DadPantsPod. That is all lowercase D-A-D-P-A-N-T-S-P-O-D. And uh, Stuart Buckland can be found on Twitter at Buckland Stew, and that is at capital B-U-C-K-L-A-N-D, capital S-T-U. Monty Ledden does not appear to be on Twitter. But you can also find the show, it seems, mostly on ACAST. So you can go to shows.acast.com, that is S-H-O-W-S dot A-C-A-S-T dot com forward slash D-A-D hyphen P-A-N-T-S. Um, also, just if you Google Dad Pants and make sure you're looking for the names Monty and Stu, because there is a similarly named soundcast that is not this one. Next up, uh, it's another clip from the soundcast known as Shank from Sarah Weinshank. Uh, so the description says, Comedian Sarah Weinshank interviews comedians, musicians, and artists living in L.A. Topics include fashion, cannabis, and comedy. And in this one, it says comedian Sarah Weinshank sits down to talk with comedian Kimberly Congdon. Sarah and Kim discuss everything from mermaid dick to ass play, plus ideal first dates and the podcast they are launching. Yes, yes. Uh, Warning, this clip is not safe for work. (laughs) Hmm. She's got these new pants on. We're excited about the new pants. They have pen on them. She just discovered that they have pen on them. I'm pissed. You can't see them because then you like stand up a little so people can see them. Yeah. Give the people what they want a shot of these them pants though. Yes, yes, yes. Cute. They're these so the cute. Kim called me from where were you? I don't the know. The flea market. The flea market. And she said, and she showed me these pants and I said, they're I either going to be really bad or really amazing. And they turned out to be really amazing. Yeah, I really like them. They're very you, and mm-hmm. they're very fun, I'm very and they look great on you. So thank you. That's ninety five percent of everything is like the fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
you know yeah. there's nothing worse than i've just now i'm trying to work through this where you hang on to like a something that's too small for you because you're chasing the dream of it fitting better i just had to let go of a few pants and i was like it's time it's like i gotta stop telling myself i'll fit in them one day i'll just get new pants it becomes when unhealthy. i earn them yeah, because it becomes like this weird unhealthy denial of who you are of too. Reality. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's not me. This is just me right now. Yeah, it's like, honey, this has been you since you graduated high school, sweetheart. <laughs> Get used to it. Ugh, I know. I but like, but I go up and like my weight. Like I fluctuate in weight so much. So do I for a long time. Yeah, I always have. This is probably the hardest time I've ever had losing weight, which makes me scared to gain weight again. So I probably will try to not do that. I'm just like, listen, I'm just trying to have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. obsessive, especially since stand-up is starting. It feels like my schedule is getting to be busy again. Yeah. Which feels good. It but does. It, it does feel... It's an adjustment going from not balancing. Like, our schedules before the pandemic were insane. I was so overwhelmed. When I think about going back to that schedule, it gives me nothing but anxiety. Yeah. I'm kind of excited for it. You are. Because it's it, like, it, keeps it, it you busy. It gives me anxiety You're, during it, but it's like... Momentum. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, well, do you think we'll get back to that point of having that much? Because before it felt like... I, it was like two shows a night, a podcast or two podcasts during the day. That was just normal. And then, like, you had a writing job, then you would do stand-up. Yeah. It's an adjustment. Yeah, especially. and I'm getting back to that, too. But it's all weird because now everything's on Zoom, too. Yeah, it yeah. just it's a weird time. Hell, yeah, it's a weird time. Yeah. We're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in L.A.? Oh, God. Are things going to close? I don't know. I, I think we're past that, right? I'm over talking about COVID. We don't have to. No, I can't talk about it anymore. It's like the last thing. To be honest, the last thing I want to talk about is wondering what's going to happen during this pandemic. I had a I had a little streak of anxiety. Just now? Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, what about the you're pandemic? You're going deep into the cycle. I was like, nobody knows. The fucking CDC doesn't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's happening. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about the pandemic. Everyone's confused, so fuck it. Let's, uh, would you fuck an alien? Yes. Would you? <laughs> yeah. If he was hot. I think I've talked about this with Alex. Well, if he was hot, mm. I would just fuck him maybe if he wasn't even hot. Would you fuck like if he found a hot merman? Oh, yeah. That's that's a no-brainer. No-brainer? A merman? Yeah. Does he have a, a murdick? <laughs> a murdick? <laughs> what is the... Let me suck your murdick. Show me that murdick. Um, yeah, he has a, a, he has a... He has a dick, but the balls are gills. They breathe. Ew! I don't like that, and I don't but like the, but the way. But the dick is good. But every time you're fucking him, you could do get some air from his no, breath. No, no, no. What? No, it keeps you no, cool. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't throw that in. It that keep, completely changes everything. It keeps you cool during sex. His dick has gills. Yeah, so it goes. I don't want to. What fuck if it a vibrates man? you? Okay, she got quiet. <laughs> Hold on. See, you can Wait. offer a girl a vibrate and the some some the energy it's a changes. Energy. Yeah. What well, if it vibrates it against your body like Okay, that's kinda hot. Okay, and you're back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long yeah. as it's not breath. <gasps> yeah. Breath, yeah. I don't I just think like I think that having sex with a merman would be, or an alien, an, an alien, a- an alien would be hot. A merman would be hot an too. alien would be hot just because, like, what do you think alien cum would be like? 
Did I do it again? No, you We need this thing away from me. What Um, would alien cum be like? Alien cum would be like... Is it like black liquid? I think it's like kinetic sand. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. I could see that. You could see that? Yeah. Kinetic sand? Mm -hmm. I feel like he could have healing powers, alien cum. It's like, oh, just put a little alien cum on my face every night. Now I look... It's like Neosporin. All of a sudden, I look 10 years younger. It's next hydrogen time you peroxide. I'm like, it's age-defying alien cum. Okay, well, this is one of those soundcasts that has a lot of uh, information for the kind that I like to include in this type of show. So, let's see here. You can follow Kim Congdon on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, it is... At Kimberly Congdon, that is K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-C-O-N-G-D-O-N. And on Instagram, that is uh, Kim Congdon, K-I-M-C-O-N-G-D-O-N. Shank, the show itself, does not have its own Twitter account, but you can find Sarah Weinshank at Princess Shank. It is at P-R-I-N-C-E-S-S-S-H-E-N-K. And the show can also be found on Blueberry, Podtail, and Spotify, as well as the normal places that you would find soundcasts. So, also, Kim Congdon and Sarah Weinshank had a soundcast together called Stone Science that I clipped for episode 168, way back in early 2018. I do not know what the new soundcast is called, but in the event that I come into that information before uh, I edit this, I will insert that here. Nope. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here to tell you that sometimes it's not your pants, but what's in your pants that's important. And when the contents of your trousers is a pair of Henderson's Bivouac briefs, your privates couldn't be in better hands. Henderson's Pants is, of course, world-renowned for their pants and trousers, but we believe in building lower-body garments from your bottom on up, which means it's high time that we get into the underwear game as well. And what better way to announce to the world that we're ready to get into your pants than with Henderson's Bivouac Briefs? These are not just some wimpy, wispy man panties. No siree, Bob. Henderson's Bivouac Briefs are woven from 100% Kevlar and are made with everything you need when getting home is not an option. Whether you're spending the night with a friend, or a week away on a business trip, Henderson's patented multi-pocket technology gives you more than a dozen places to stow your junk in your trunks. A toothbrush, a razor, dental floss, a shoehorn, a fountain pen, a couple of plums, a ripe banana, the only limit to the things you can carry in your Henderson's bivouac briefs is your imagination and any applicable local law. Originally designed for MacGyver, inspect Gadget and the professor from Gilligan's Island, Henderson's Bivouac Briefs are just the ticket when you want to play hide the salami and really mean it. That's Henderson's makers of manly unmentionables since 2013. And now back to Sakatash. Finally, a clip from a soundcast called The Endless Honeymoon Podcast. And it's from Cloud 10. It's all one word, by the way. Cloud and then the numeral 10. 
Its description says, Natasha Leggero and Moshe Kasher, married comedians, are using their hilariously hard-won wisdom on relationships and building on their hit Netflix special to help others by offering love advice to callers while simultaneously examining the ups and downs of their own relationship. This week, Moshe and Natasha are joined by Weird Al Yankovic. They discuss Al being perfectly suited to quarantine and hypothetically living to 120, and they give advice to a caller struggling to find meaning after ending a serious relationship. Then, Moshe and Natasha react to a few secrets and give advice to a caller who has a partner with an overly involved family. Uh, the clip I've selected is featuring part of the Weird Al Yankovic interview. Good to see you. How are you? I'm doing well. You look doing like well. you're thriving. In he the does, pandemic. right? He just like looks healthy and like he's having a good ass time. I know. How'd you do it? <laughs> oh, stay, staying at home all the time is my wheelhouse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but also, your look that you've had from t- from time immemorial is the look that all men have adopted in the last eighteen <laughs> months. You know, it's true. I, I I never cut my hair. I just kind of let my body do its thing. <laughs> Wait, is that really your ideal? Because I feel like I'm afraid to admit it might be mine. To stay home. It, <laughs> it kind of is. I'm one of those kind of people that whenever somebody cancels their plans to get together, I'm like, great. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think Todd Berry had a joke <clears throat> about when people cancel plans. He wants to write back. Uh, I, I would send you a text saying how disappointed I am, but I'm too busy doing 15 cartwheels down my hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been rough, but you're a family guy. That's you true. know, you're the real deal. Moshe is, yeah. too. He's a family guy. You probably enjoyed all this time with your family, right? It's it's nice. I mean, you know, we we all kind of earned our own things, so it's not like we're always playing Yahtzee in the den. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it was nice to be able to, you know, not be on the road, not have uh, projects taking up my whole life, and, and kind of hanging out with the fam, yeah. By the way, I was telling Natasha before you came on <clears throat> that I once, I saw your, uh, your, I've seen you before many times, but I watched your full headlining set at i think where was it fun 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 fest in austin oh austin yeah i remember that yeah i don't think we thought barry was there too that's right yeah i don't think i've ever seen and not to i mean you are our guest and we're happy to have you but i don't think i've ever seen a better live comedy show in in, in my life maybe i oh, mean man. thank you so well if, when the show is called fun 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 fest you have to you have to deliver <laughs> you can't just do one fun in that situation you have to, you have to triple up the fun <laughs> do you even remember that show al no, I, I do remember that show. That was uh, uh, that was indeed triple fun. That was that was a good time. Well, watching you, I was like, oh, I think I work hard, and all I do is walk out on stage, grab a mic, and talk. I'm like, there was like 50 <laughs> costume change. It was incredible to watch. Incredible. Wait, I have a question. Do you get jealous when you see like all these people with their crazy tour schedules? Like, po- like, do you get FOMO? Do you feel like you want to be like? On, you mean like like right now? Yeah, like everyone's like about to like get out there. Like how how what's your percentage of needing to get back out there? I, you know, I can go either way on that because I love playing live and I love touring, but I also love like doing nothing at home. That's <laughs> that's I'm at a point in my life where that's equally good for me. And, and right now, it's you know we were going to be touring. Well, I, I the, the the tour has been postponed three times wow. already. Right now, we're thinking of maybe spring next year. We're waiting to see like if we're still in the midst of some kind of apocalypse. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay not being out on the road right now. It just seems a little iffy still. You know what would be cool for your brand, Al? At this point, you've done it all. You've been around for so long. You're a legend. You should come out as a hardcore anti-vax, anti-mask. <laughs> like, go on tour anyway and, like, really come out, like, in a very aggressive way so that people can get really upset at you. It's the right time. 
I could go on tour with uh, Van Morrison and Eric Clapton. <laughs> maybe form a super group. That would be a truly reality vending moment if, we, if that were to occur. Cancer canceled. Oh, no. Okay, here was our question. We've got some would you rathers before we do our first okay. call. Okay? okay, okay, okay. All right. I mean, Al's not in danger of getting canceled unless you do the tour with Eric Clapton. Here's the latest one. Okay. Would you rather... This is a little dark. Would you okay. rather... Live to be 120, okay? For 115 years of your life, it's great. You're, you're <laughs> lucid. You're physically able. You can do whatever you want. You're sharp-minded. Everything's good. The last five years, utter agony. The pain starts at 115, and you're sharp-minded enough to experience every widget of pain. Then at 117 and a half, you start to lose your mind, and you're, you're very aware of it. The terror sets in, but the pain's there at the same time. 120, you're finally let off the hook of the agony. Or, you, or, you, or not. No, I'm just kidding. Or you drop dead at 80 years old. You just, you're gone. That's it. No pain. You just, you're out. <laughs> that is a deep and dark and heavy question. <laughs> wow. Well, I've already heard him say it three times, so now I do have new insight on it, so I can go first. Okay, Natasha. Well, when you were just saying it this time, it made me realize, well, that pain is the price I'll have to say for meeting my children's children. Children's children's children, probably. That actually. sounds pretty cool. But then I might have so much angst for like so many years about this pain that I know is going to happen. Five straight years. Yeah, you, the way you made the pain sound in this one felt pretty bad. Well, I was, I was adding a little bit for you, Al, because you're our guest. I want to impress you. So <laughs> I kind of I kinda like Thank leaned you. into it a little bit. I, I'm just going to pick the old one just because. 120. Al, what's your, what's your call? Now, the question is presupposing that the first 115 years of my life, including the years I've already lived, have been awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, everything's good. It's, oh, by, okay, I'll give you that, too. Also, so that, so everything you've wanted so to accomplish. Any, years that weren't awesome, they've become awesome in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All your bad experiences are erased in retro. In, wow. Yeah, we're retconning that's your a life. Relief. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a real tricky question. It's one of those hypotheticals which I get asked every day. Sure. <laughs> when I talk to Beelzebub, he says, you know, which one of these do you Beelzebub. A or B. <laughs> no, um... I, I think I have to go with the, with the old Al myself. I mean, it's another another thirty five years to like hang out with my great 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 grandchildren, and and I'll I'll suffer for a few years for that, I suppose. But yeah, it's, you know, it's not an easy question, obviously. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm Team Old Al. Oh, and imagine the art you'll write as you're suffering. You'll be like Oscar Wilde on like one of those treadmills. What was that thing called that you had to like in jail? You had to like do a step thing or what? I don't know. Peloton. This. No. <laughs> yeah, every prison in America has a Peloton. No, now, it's right? like the old turn of the century, like British. It was like something you'd be sentenced to. He was sentenced for sodomy, but it was just like I remember. I didn't know what it was, and I googled it, and it's just like this like weird treadmill of like stone. Maybe know. you're like think of the rack. I don't know. Iron Maiden. I don't you know, know. The, the, the rack, you know, I was, we were visiting the Tower of London uh, uh, and, and I saw the rack and I thought, you know, I bet when you're being tortured on the rack, it feels good for the first couple seconds. Like, oh, oh, I, this is so <laughs> relaxing. Oh, I feel so stretched out. Oh, no, no, too much, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> oh, they're committing to this. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's awful. So they would like to point out that you can submit your deepest secrets to the Endless Honeymoon Secrets Hotline which is listed here as area code 213-222-8608. And you can ask Natasha and Moshe for relationship advice. Also on the show's uh, email, which is at endlesshoneymoon at gmail.com, 
I know I said at twice, but it's still appropriate to say at at the beginning of certain things. So anyway, uh, that's all lowercase e-n-d-l-e-s-s-h-o-n-e-y-m-o-o-n-p-o-d at gmail.com. That's G-M-A-I-L, for those of you who did not know that already. And by the way, the show is also on YouTube, so you can see the visual version of this if you should so desire. Uh, The show does not have its own Twitter. However, it is apparently on Amazon. That's amazon.com forward slash endless honeymoon, spelled the same as before. Uh, Moshe Kasher can be reached on Twitter at M-O-S-H-E-K-A-S-H-E-R. That's all lowercase. And then also all lowercase, Natasha Leggero can be reached at N-A-T-A-S-H-A-L-E-G-G-E-R-O. Welcome to the end of the show. Glad you made it. I've been waiting here for you to ask if you enjoyed any part of the journey. I can't hear you, of course, but you can reach me on social media, specifically Twitter and Instagram, at REVT23, that is all lowercase REVT, and then the numeral 2 and the numeral 3 next to each other. And let me know, if you'd like. I'm pretty interactive, given the chance. Hey, do you enjoy watching videos on YouTube to alleviate boredom, or perhaps to facilitate it? I've got plenty of gaming videos over at the channel that bears my name, Tyson Saner, including a playlist of over 10 hours of Minecraft ASMR footage that just might put you to sleep. It also might captivate you. It's hard to say. I'm building a sort of pyramid house right next to an actual pyramid. It's a trip. I'm also still theoretically giving out shoutouts for people who guessed the theme in Epi269 by using the hashtag EPI269THEME on Twitter. No takers yet, as far as I can see. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Be decent to each other, and if someone asks you if you've heard something interesting lately, and you'd be telling the truth by doing so, won't you please pass the succotash? You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.